big Christmas fanatic and I love creating traditions with the kids. I love the memories. I love all the things. But when you have to start sharing those holidays, it can get real dicey real quick if you're not really on the same page as your partner. And how can we plan leading up to that to make sure that you are seeing the people that you need to see and that you want to see, but also making time for new traditions, your traditions, you know, making the holidays yours as well, because that's healthy, right? Seeing your family do their own thing and form their own kind of identity is very important. And so that's what this step really allows you to accomplish. We are Teresa and Cody. We are working parents with two kids and practicing for a third. We created this show for others like us who want to grow together as a couple by investing time in the relationship, improving communication skills and setting boundaries. Self-awareness and personal development have taught us quite a few lessons over the years, and we want to share what's helped us with you. Think of it as happy hour with those couple friends you can just be real with. Our promise is to be brief, episodes under 15 minutes, and to the point, with actionable lessons each episode. We believe in the quote, if you want to go quick, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So we do ask that if you find value in the topics we discuss, if they challenge your previous ways of thinking, motivate you or teach you something new, please leave us a review and share the show with three friends that are committed to improving and growing as well. This is the only way we can actually go further together. Hello, friends. And once again, welcome back to The Parent Hack. We are so glad you all are here today. I know we say that every episode, but it really means a lot to have you come back and listen. And we are really excited for today's topic. This is something we've actually talked about before, but we had a lot of positive feedback and questions to kind of talk about it more. So that's what we're going to do today. So we're talking about setting boundaries when it comes to the holidays, because it can be a very challenging and sensitive topic. And we've learned some things that have really made it easier for us. Yeah. This is that water cooler talk that you have with your friends, you know, when you're over at their house and like, man, how do you guys handle this situation? You know, this is how we do it. This is the problem we have. And so that's why we say it's happy hour with a couple of friends is because we're just talking about real life, you know, problems and issues and how we've either seen it handled or tried to handle it or failed at handling it. So this is a topic that we've definitely discussed in deep with friends just trying to navigate this area because it is tough. It's the holidays. It's everybody wants your attention. You want to do your own thing. And it gets to be a lot. And a time that should be full of joy can be stressful. And it can be you know, not what you want it to be. It should never be that way during the holidays. Yeah, so. absolutely. And this was something that definitely was a sensitive subject and was often resulted in an argument between Cody and I for a long time. And so we always tell you guys, we share these things to share what's helped us. And to remind you that if you're going through this, you're not the only person who struggles with it. But if we can share what works for us and share a little perspective, we hope that it gives you some guidance through the holidays. Because like Cody said, it is my favorite time of the year. I'm a big Christmas fanatic. And I love creating traditions with the kids. I love the memories. I love all the things. But when you have to start sharing those holidays, it can get real dicey real quick if you're not really on the same page as your partner. We, yeah. we both have big families. So there's a lot of people that you're trying to please. Cody and I, I would say are both people pleaser. Would you agree? Yeah, we are. And, and I think it's so important to not forget that you're dealing with different people, different dynamics. You know, Maybe you just combined your family. Maybe you just got married and now you have in-laws to deal with. And it's hard because there's just so many different personalities out there. And people are used to doing what they've been doing. Right? They have their traditions. They have their ways of doing it. So sometimes... It's not always the easiest thing for them to accept the fact that 
you may want to do something different this year because you now have kids or you're now married or whatever that circumstance may be. And so that's, I think, why this is even... It's it's so important to address and to really kind of have a game plan for because if it's not, it's really going to be something that's going to cause friction between you and your spouse in a time of the year that you really shouldn't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest reason why we've kind of taken this stance and used these strategies. And I think our friends in talking to them that have handled these situations well are, are using very similar methods and kind of very similar outlines and plans for dealing with anything that may arise and kind of setting some good, healthy time boundaries during the holidays. Absolutely. So as Teresa was saying... So we're going to kind of go through five bullet points with you guys and talk through each of them and why it's made such a difference in enjoying our holidays as a family. So the first one is really setting the expectation with your partner. And this is the first one for a reason because it's so important that you and your spouse are on the same page with what you want and why you want it. Why is it important to you? This was a really big revelation for me when it came to Cody because his parents are divorced. Mine are not. The way he spent his holidays was completely different from me. He was used to shuffling, going from one house to the next. Is that right? On, yeah, on yeah, for sure. Like Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. He said yesterday, I opened presents and then I was off to the next house and then came back. It was never just this, I get to lay around and relax and enjoy my gifts and things like yeah. that. And I think probably a lot of people from a divorced parents can understand that and probably empathize with that greatly. Yeah. And I will say, I I didn't understand that for a really long time. And so when we brought up the holidays, it was always met with a lot of friction because he wanted to please everybody and do everything in a day. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a lot, especially after we had kids. You know, I don't want to have to go from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. But we had to really talk about that. We've been married for a long time before I really realized that's why it was so challenging for him to tell somebody no. And I think while I wanted to do those things, that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do, you know, that made me happy. It was just what I had been accustomed to, right? It's just who I was for however many years. I just shuffled around from house to house. And so I think taking a, a deep look at that and really understanding why I did what I did and then why Teresa did what she did is even more important here. And that's how these expectations can kind of come to fruition, right? It's like understanding what you're used to, what I'm used to, and kind of how you can mold that and meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. And, and I know an example I talked about on our last podcast with this one was I remember... So my mom and I like to cook. I'm not the only girl anymore because I have some wonderful sister-in-laws, but I grew up with all brothers. And so cooking for the holidays was how my mom and I spent time together. And so to me, that is Thanksgiving, is cooking in the kitchen, drinking wine, laughing, relaxing. And when we were trying to do multiple Thanksgivings in a day, Cody was like, well, if they're eating, we'll just get there right before they eat. And I was like, well, then I kind of have missed my entire holiday and what is important to me. you know. But I had to really communicate that to him. Instead of just getting frustrated and defensive, which I definitely did several times, you know, years prior, I just got so frustrated that he didn't understand it, but I wasn't really explaining to him. Plus, you had to really like realize, okay, I might not understand that because I'm a guy and that's not what Thanksgiving is to me. It's yeah. showing up at the table and eating the food. So he had to also realize, like, even though this may not be what Thanksgiving is to me, I have to be courteous of my wife and just understand that's what's important to her. Right. And, and on that same vein, that's what's important to you. But it's not necessarily having to do it on Thanksgiving Day. So now we've started to negotiate to where, hey, if we can, let's look at a different day. Let's look at a different time to where we can accommodate these things that you want to do. And so I think that's something that you've had to give in on a little bit too. 
and which has became kind of a part of this expectation or your goals that you want to kind of check off during this time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also important to say that Teresa and I are very different people, right? And, and I'm sure you and your spouse are different in a lot of ways too. I think some people are more just like, oh, it's whatever. I don't care. We can do whatever. And I think acknowledging that and saying, that's not really a good reason to not have a plan, you know, is something that you need to be aware of as yeah, well. Absolutely. So number two is mapping out what is important, whatever comes from these expectations that you set, these goals you set, mapping out what is important to you and your spouse in regards to what you want to make time for and what you want to allow more time for. Yeah. And I love this point because I think that this really encompasses creating traditions of your own. And this is a really important point because as you have kids, you want to create your own family memories, right? And you want to have time for those certain activities. If there's something like, for example, there is a Christmas lighting that is on Thanksgiving night that I've always wanted to be able to go to with the kids. And they're finally at the age where we can probably keep them up <laughs> till 6, yeah. 637 at night and be able to go and do that. With doing that, we need to agree, okay, this is really important to us. We want to be able to make that work. So how can we make the rest of the day work yeah. um, so that we're able to go to that? And how can we plan leading up to that to make sure that you are seeing the people that you need to see and that you want to see, but also making time for new traditions, your traditions, you know, making the holidays yours as well, because that's healthy, right? Seeing your family do their own thing and form their own kind of identity is very important. And so that's what this step really allows you to accomplish. Yeah. And I think the other big part that this encompasses is being organized and setting a schedule. Cody's laughing because he's like, Oh, it's a week before the holiday. I'm like, what's our plan? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's a week before Christmas. What is our plan? Like, and it's just so unnecessarily stressful if you wait to the last minute. So like we already know when the Santa breakfast at our country club is, we know when our gingerbread decorating party is, we know when these activities are that are really important that we go to. So when we are talking to family and we're trying to figure out a date that works, yes, maybe if that's, Literally, the only date that works for everybody else will have to pick you know, what we go to. But if there's multiple dates open, we say, well, we have this this day. So that way, it's not, well, we're having to miss out on this. And now I'm really sad we're missing this because we had to do this when it was totally avoidable because we could have just been a little bit more organized. Yeah. For Cody, I'm going to say he has to take the reins in his family on this because they're just not going to, to yeah, plan no stuff ahead of time. Yeah, and no two weeks ahead of time is just not enough time when you're starting... Everybody's married and you have kids and things. If there's somebody in your family who doesn't do that, and for so long, he was like, that's just not the way we are. And I was like, but if we want to be able to go to things, which we do, somebody's going to have to make a plan. Yeah. Structure creates freedom, right? And that's what this point is getting at, is that get ahead of the conversation. Start it early. If you're like me, you were the first one in your family to get married. So you're the first one buck the trend, if you will, of the old way of doing things. Because now you have your own family and you have your own identity and you have the things that you want to do as well. And it's not selfish to want to do those things. But Sometimes it is met with resentment and it is met with, oh, well, you just don't care about the bigger picture here. And I'm like, no, we try and plan this out to make sure that we can appease everyone and we can see everyone. That's what that statement summarized is, is, is you need some structure to allow for the ability to do all the things that you want to do. And the way to do that is to get ahead of it and plan early rather than late. Yeah, right? absolutely. So the third point is to set expectations with your family based on the previous two things we discussed, right? How do those things now, how are they communicated to your family 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, by family, we're meaning like, okay, how am I going to talk to my mom and dad and my brothers about our plan and things like this? And again, this is so important. And this is really hard if you're in the newer stages of marriage, the first couple of years, because it feels really weird. All of a sudden, you like made these vows to somebody and you're like, okay, so I'm just going to go with them and not my parents. It's a transition time. And I remember that. And it's really weird and hard to be like, well, I have to kind of make some choices now. But your spouse is your spouse. And if you don't let them be the most important person and let your family know that this is what we've decided together as husband and wife, and this is what's important to us, can you please respect that? Or can you work with us to make this work? It's just going to get harder and harder. It's really, really important to say like, okay, yeah, maybe it's November, whatever the date is today. It's the beginning of November. Hey, these are the dates that we have things. We just wanted to let you know, what are you guys thinking for the holidays? Yeah. Or whatever that might just kind be. Just kind of open the conversation with, with the idea that you have this goal or expectation that you want to... A boundary that you want to communicate, right? Just remember, if you are a people pleaser, and, and this is your first time doing this, or you're starting to do this, it may be a little uncomfortable, right? The goal is just to get a little bit better at it every time you do it. And then just know that people that aren't used to boundaries don't have healthy boundaries they may give you a little pushback. This may be a little uncomfortable for them as well because they're not really sure you know, how to go about navigating this structure and boundary you just put out there. Yeah. One of the examples that comes to mind, Cody's like, oh gosh, what are you going to say? For me on this one is Christmas Eve because we have two little kids. So we typically go to Christmas Eve mass at the earlier time because you guys know you don't want to go to church past bedtime because it's hard enough already. Yeah, it's a death wish. Um, and so for us, we have to travel back because we go out of town, usually the day before Christmas Eve. You have to get to Christmas Eve mass early because it's really busy and all the things. And so for us, it was like, okay, could we eat a little bit earlier on Christmas Eve day so that we're able to make it back to church? Because church is really important to both of us, right? Yeah. Again, that was a really, that was not a smooth conversation for a long time. Right. Because you didn't want to have to ask your family to eat earlier. I think it's just, yeah, you, when you're just used to kind of going along for the ride, it's like you don't really want to have to ask for certain things and that's uncomfortable to you. But it's very important to ask for them, especially the things that you want to accomplish with your family and make sure that they're, they're able to be fit into the schedule along with everything else. And so the next point is to avoid one off conversations. And to be confident with the decisions that you have made. Yes. And again, <laughs> this is can be challenging just depending on the personalities in your family. If you are somebody who is a people pleaser like Cody and I are, you know, and somebody starts to get disappointed or question why that's so important to you or if that's that big of a deal, it's really easy to be like, well, we could probably make that work. It's easy to doubt yourself. We, we, we will we'll do that. And then you have to go back to your spouse and be like, oh, by the way, I, you know, I gave in to this or that. And so I put their needs before ours. And yeah. and that's where I think people can really start getting their feelings hurt. And I know that that's like, it's, I don't think it's an intentional thing. I know with Cody, it was, it was never intentional, but it was just like, for me, it was feeling like, okay, their wants, desires, needs for the holidays are more important to me and I'm your wife. I think just being open and talking to each other about that. And you know, the same goes with he tells me something that's important to him and I have to be more flexible too. Yeah, totally agree with that one. So the last is ask people to put themselves in your shoes. And this goes both ways, right? But I think this is more of a, if you do sense pushback or you do sense some objection to the boundary you're trying to establish or the goal you're trying to accomplish, then just simply ask someone, hey, what would you do if you were in my shoes? Right? I think that tends to 
knock the guard down of someone that's maybe pushing back on you a little bit. And then it also allows for them to reflect and say, Oh, you know what? I haven't thought about it like this. I understand. Right. I think that's such a huge point. And it really is applicable to so many situations when somebody is so strong willed or they don't want to change their mind or they don't want to open their eyes and saying, you know, how would you handle this if you were me? Yeah. And I think it's such a powerful question because it really puts it on them to think about it and answer you is how, how would they do this? And, and at the end of the day, I think it's always getting your message across with love and compassion and saying like, you know, it's important for us to spend time with everybody to us. That's not going to three or four Thanksgivings on one day, you yeah. know, it's doing it on a different day. That was a hard thing for me to be like, okay, maybe it's not actually on Thanksgiving. But if that meant we were going to spend more time with both of our families, it's like, okay, that's something I just have to be more flexible on. You have to ask people to give to get, right? Like they have to be willing to bend a little bit or it's just going to break. Thank you all for listening to The Parent Hack. If this information challenged you, taught you something new, made you think differently, we ask that you leave us a review where you're listening. And also share this episode with two or three friends that you know are committed to growing and improving as well. And if you have ideas for future shows, topics that you would like us to discuss, please hit us up on social media and we would love to cover those in future episodes. And just remember, we can all go further together. Together.